you're living in America at the end of the millennium, and a favorite from the past gets rebooted? This week, we're discussing another album as we take a look back at September 11th, 2001's Rockin' the Suburbs by Ben Folds. Hello. Wow. Here we are again recording our third or fourth episode of the night. Yeah, we are banking them. I'm Mike. I'm Josiah. And this is how Star Wars is it. And this is the only podcast and we rate things on a scale of one to ten. Not how good or bad they are, but of how Star Wars they are. That's right. If you were to take... All things Star Wars, movies, books, TVs, comic TVs, Star Wars TVs and Star Wars TV shows, comics, all that shit. Throw it in a pot on the stove, boil it down, get it on a nice simmer, reducing the flavors into a Star Wars chili. That chili is a perfect 10 out of 10 in our book. And we are rating and reviewing anything and ultimately everything against that perfect standard 10. That's right. Now, this week we're doing another album because we can, and mm-hmm, also mm-hmm. we're we're and doing we like, like it. we're doing like classic white boy albums. Yeah, yeah. Thirty-one-year-olds now, what they listen to in high school. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing. That that's like the theme of the albums we've been doing recently. Yeah. Um, but we're doing "Rock in the Suburbs" this week. That's right, Ben Folds' debut solo album. Right, not with Ben Folds Five. Right. With just himself, just Ben. Now Folds. I recently read Ben Fold's book, his his autobiography, oh. and it sort of is his life via his song catalog. I mean, there's there's lots of stories and everything, but being a fan of his music and following, you know, knowing the sort of chronology of it, it was really cool to read uh, from past to future in order, hearing his life stories that were kind of parallel to the songs he was releasing you know totally totally that is Um, cool and boy he uh makes like bad life decisions over and over based on how that book reads and like his music is um there's there's like edge to the music to be sure but like his music is very like pleasant by and large yes Um, yes uh it's it's piano pop yeah and uh it's it's funny it's sort of uh the third eye blind semi-charmed life you know it's like a song about like sex, drugs, and rock and roll, but it's like the poppiest, like bubblegummiest yes. sound you've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, all of Ben Folds' songs sound not all of them, but they like there. There is this sort of like like sneaky sadness yeah. in the background, yes, yes. and this like because the front of it is just like dun 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 it's all like yeah happy piano pop but then like in the background you're like is this actually really sad is this actually a depressing song he so when ben folds five were around and touring and like making a name for themselves they described themselves you know they played sort of punky rock clubs they describe themselves as punk rock for sissies, <laughs> which is so funny. Like, um, I'm not sure, like, how uh, uh, they, I don't think they meant anything more than just, like, wimpy 
yeah. white boys when they yes. meant that, but of course that word tends to mean other things sometimes. But um, they, they're they're uh, you know they're like absolutely my exact whole shit. Yeah, like, totally. I was piano I was... driving pop rock. Yeah, where they say like fuck sometimes. <laughs> I was never super into Ben Folds, but I, I always knew like I was always aware of his songs. Yeah, yeah. Like I said when we were talking about what album we could do, I was like, we could do Rock in the Suburbs because I know like half the songs on it. Sure. And because I I had like burnt CDs from friends with right, it, and right. also also it I was lis- in the heyday of burning CDs. Yes, yes. Like there was a lot of Ben Folds on different mix CDs I had. Yeah. And also I listened to Rock in the Suburbs was like one of my classic life songs that like I listened to all the sure. time. Yeah, totally. Which Yeah, I I um, am different. I was a Ben Folds like stan. I've seen Ben Folds live something like six or seven times at this wow. point, I think. Um for a while, each successive time was with a different lineup. Oh, cool. I, I saw him with a backing band, and then I saw him the next time with a, a slightly different backing band. Then I saw him with a symphony orchestra, and then I saw him solo, solo, like just him on the piano. Like I've seen him with a lot of different iterations. Um, cool. And boy, is a Ben Folds concert a fucking blast. I bet. Uh, oh, I saw the reunion tour with Ben Folds 5 in 2013 or whenever that was. Um, they, ben Folds concerts are so, so fun and energetic his catalog has like just so many bangers in it yeah totally um, and and he gets the audience involved a lot there's a lot of like sort of sing-along-y things that like if you have a live album or if you've been to a concert before you sort of now at this point know you anticipate them but like mm-hmm. he will also like teach you as the audience like three-part harmony of in fact a song on this record um not the same mm-hmm. there's like the piece during the kind of chorus of um he he teaches three parts to the audience there's the low part which is ah uh, and the slide is very important in mm-hmm. in the middle um and then the middle part is ah uh, and then the high part is ah uh, and then when people are they all pick their part and they all sing that during the chorus it's like <gasps> And then usually at the end of the song, he'll like stop playing and then just conduct the audience. And like, he'll kind of have this half do like a rhythm and then he'll have this half do the slides. And then like, it's just so cool. That that sounds amazing. (laughs) It's like, it's like what I think people get out of church. (laughs) It's sort of like, wow, we're all part of something. (laughs) So all of that to say, of course I had, have and had a lot of Ben Folds like merch and uh, was like, the poster child of a high schooler who liked Ben Folds. Totally, totally, totally. I, I he's he's also just a musical genius. <clears throat> yeah. Like, I this album is a good representation of his musical genius. But I think like seeing him live and like he also just like seeing videos of him doing stuff before, like watching him like there was that video that went around a while ago. It was a while ago of him like improvising with an orchestra. Oh yeah, the Australian orchestra. And yeah, being yeah. like, all right, you guys play this, you guys play this, you guys play this. We're, I'm gonna do this, and like he's yeah. composing in real time. He's like giving people solos and stuff. Yeah, like that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Like the guy's just a fucking genius. Yeah, he's very smart. He's written a, a piano concerto for a symphony. Um, it was like a commission, and it's it's sort of like the entire second half of a more recent album of his. Oh, cool. Um. An album that I would say has a handful of 
passes, ma- many of which are passes, but the three-part concerto is like truly dynamite. That's awesome. <laughs> um, and and uh, I don't know. I just did. You, did you ever watch that show, The Sing Off? Yes. Um, he was one of my favorite ever reality TV singing judges because he talked to the musicians about music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, <laughs> it wasn't like I don't know, dog. You were a little pitchy. It was like the the thing that I thought was really compelling was. Like how you had that, you know, that minor ninth or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the people would be like, yeah, yeah, we worked really hard on that. Yes. He's so knowledgeable that that when he can he can talk to them on their level. Because the people on this, because that was the acapella one, right? Yeah, yeah. Have you listened to the Ben Folds College Acapella album before? No. That he did a thing um, a number of years ago where he like had different college acapella groups like submit to be on his album and it was something like 19 or 15 songs, all of his, all done by university acapella groups. That's really um, cool. One or two of which are my favorite version of the song. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> that rules. Um, and then some are fine. And then he does two of his own songs that he like mixes himself a bunch of times. But um, it's great. If you're a Ben Folds groupie like me it's like oh another thing <laughs> another thing for me to obsess over and enjoy <laughs> yeah that's awesome i will also admit you know like we we talked about death cab and transatlanticism like that is an album yeah that i have to sort of listen to start to finish i this one is for me also but in a different way i you could take any one of these songs out of context they're basically all like standalone pop songs it's not like a through line really yeah. but i as a high schooler um, I drove my dad's old car, which used to have a cassette deck in it. And at some point he replaced it with a CD player because that was the thing at the time. Right. But by the time I was driving it, the thing was iPods and iPods, you could connect to your car, but only if your car had a tape deck. Yes. And now mine didn't, it only had CD player. So I would burn like every one of my favorite CDs and then just, it would be in the car three or four times through before I switch it out to another. So like, this is a full record to me because I listened to it from start to finish probably 500 times yeah. between like freshman year and senior year. Yeah, for sure. This is definitely, this is that era of, like you said earlier, burnt CDs. Yeah, yeah. A, a bygone CD time. CD realness. It is so funny that like there was a weird time with technology where if you had a tape deck in your car, you could have, you could get a, a tape deck adapter and it looked like a cassette tape. It looked like tape. a cassette tape that you would So put. crazy. How did those work? Yeah, I don't know. Because the way a tape deck works is, like, the way a cassette is read is, as I understand it, sort of in the vein of, like, how a vinyl record is read yeah. by a needle. Yeah. Like, it, it's not like... It's not a digital connection. No. So something in, maybe that's wrong, but something in that mechanical adapter is being spun by the sensors or the whatevers and turning iPod into music. It's so crazy. Like our younger listeners right now have no idea what we're talking about. And also like maybe can't even visualize it. But like imagine, I mean, if you know what it, you might know what a cassette cassette tape looks like. Like, you know, they're the things that are all over cool (laughs) t-shirts. Yeah, they're over cool t-shirts. And like sometimes people make them of their own bands. I We're doing the thing I hate, which is like, people of even just a micro generation older being like now do, are, do you know vcrs right right right, like, right, right. but like everybody fucking knows what a vcr is. do people do does a 17 year old know what a cassette tape is is my well question. what i was gonna say is does a 17 year old know what an ipod is that's also true <laughs> <laughs> i would say cassette tapes are somehow more like um uh like in in pop culture 
Yeah, like immortal. Sure, yeah. immortalized. But yeah, imagine a little cassette tape that you plugged in, that you put into the cassette tape deck. And it's white, just like your cool iPod headphones. Yes, and there's a, a an aux cord coming out of it that you can then plug into your iPod that right. then lets you play your iPod on the stereo in your car. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you have a CD player, you're really fresh out wild. of luck. Yeah, yeah. You're fresh out of luck. You have to get uh, uh, an FM transmitter uh Oh, boy. Adapter. I had one of those for a time, too. Those are sort of a pain in the ass. Um, yeah, those FM transmitters were finicky. They were finicky. You'd be like, you're on like 107.5 FM. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the, 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 the shakiest bandwidth you could possibly be on. Yeah, right. And if you go by someone... You could practically see the sine wave in the air. <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> and if, yeah, it's if you like, like a bungee cord. If you went by someone who was on the, sa- who was on like the same yeah. wavelength, you would hear their music instead. Yeah, right. Ridiculous. The things um, we had to do... Crazy, man. To try to listen to our music in our cars. Well, and so what I did was had, and I still have this book today. I have one of those like books that you put burned CDs into. Oh, like, yeah. Little, you know, little binder. Um, and boy, did I have that thing full and curated. <laughs> yeah, I love, I used to have some of those. I would take, I remember, do you remember also like going on, I don't know, this, this is like very specific like school memories, but like going on school trips of like f- to football games um, uh-huh. or on choir trips or whatever. And I had a CD player, a portable oh, CD yes. player, and my like all only the hits leaflet book of uh, CDs. Uh, you know what I mean? Like totally. at home, you have the big book of CDs with all of your CDs in it, right? But but you and then you have the smaller one that, that you can like travel with, where you can like yeah, be yeah. like, okay, I'm really into Red Jumpsuit Apparatus right now, so I'm gonna bring that CD. Uh huh. And you have that smaller selection so that you can that is trapped. Like your like your cigarette carrying case. Yes, exactly. But you f- empty them out at home and you put the select few in your yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Such a specific time and place. This is like, it's like H two S O four. Man, it's taking me back. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, man. I here's here's how obsessed I was with Ben Folds as well as the sort of burning CD culture of the time. <clears throat> I love making playlists and making them into CDs, but like Ben Folds was always tricky for me to put on CDs because like which Ben Folds song are you going to put on a CD of other artists? Cuz sure. it was just like he was my like one guy. So I made <laughs> because I felt so compelled, I don't know why, I made a playlist and my idea was from the outset best of ben folds and i the playlist became largely just the entire catalog so i changed it to best of ben folds upbeat like up tempo numbers right which i abbreviated to bob fub <laughs> best of ben folds upbeat <laughs> very good and i'm sure i had a down tempo one too like i i it was just like he, he was the guy and and i still love listening to his music but like i uh, at some point not necessarily outgrew him i i don't think that's the right word but um i started listening to more things more frequently and uh it it balanced out a little bit more but man gosh we when we uh, speaking of Wicked, I'm gonna about, about to reference Wicked. You guys gotta check out our Patreon. You gotta check out our Patreon. We this week, this week's Patreon episode, <laughs> Josiah and I do an entire half hour improv show. Yep, we did a basically a full Herald. Yeah, um, but anyway, we reference Wicked in it at one point. 
Caitlin and I listened to all of Wicked <clears throat> in the car coming back from Indy one time recently, and uh, we sang at the top of our lungs the entire first act, and then by the time the second act rolled around, Caitlin, her voice was tired, so she stopped singing, and then after Wicked was over, she was, like, tired altogether, and she was either in and out of sleep or just sort of, like, uh, you know, quiet, uh, uh, you know, low energy. And she was like, here, I'm going to just turn on something that I think you'll like. And then it was just like the Spotify all Ben Folds catalog. <laughs> yes. And when, when the entire catalog is on shuffle, my brain like split in half. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, this is not. Like, oh, I think this song is from the Over the Hedge soundtrack. <laughs> I don't even really know this one, yeah. weirdly. It's like, it's not in the right order. Right, right. Like, what is happening? Um, yeah, I, let's see. What other Ben Folds do I know? I know the only, I feel like the only Ben Folds 5 song I know is is The Army or Army. Is that what it's called? Army, yeah, yeah. So I thought about the army. Dad said, son, you're fucking high. That's another great one live because he divides the audience into saxophones and trumpets during a kind of musical interlude portion. And it just sounds so cool. That sounds amazing. <laughs> um, that's a good one. Uh, ben Folds 5 is great. You should get into Ben Folds 5. Uh, and and there's I, I should give you Ben Folds like entry points. <laughs> yeah, you should. Well, I have a little bit of it because I know I know Rock in the Suburbs and sure. some of his other songs. Um, this was kind of my so so. In fact, I think the first Ben Folds song I heard was "Landed," which is off Songs for Silverman, the the kind of next one that's sort of in my brain, just like Plans and Transatlanticism. Yes, the two big it's ones: Rock in the Suburbs and Songs for Silverman. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, that was the first one I heard, but then I had heard Rock in the Suburbs and The Luckiest and Annie Waits and Zach and Sarah kind of all around the same time. And that's when I was like, oh, I like this guy. And then when I saw that, like, most of the songs I knew were all on one record, I was like, okay, so this is my in. Yeah, totally. I'm pulling up his discography right so, now. Of all of his albums, I'm not sure this is my favorite, but it's probably the one I've listened to the most. Yeah. That's, that's a guess, but... I was just pulling up his discography, and there is indeed a song, uh, something from Over the Hedge. Oh yeah, he did the music for that whole movie. <laughs> really, that's hilarious. I remember really he liking did a cover of "Lost in the Supermarket" by The Clash. I remember really liking that song. "Rock in the Suburbs" featuring William Shatner. Yeah, he did a "Rock in the Suburbs" version for that movie that isn't quite so coarse language-wise. And he's worked with William Shatner like a million times. Oh, he like produced his spoken yes. word record. Dude, I I have I, I know that spoken word record of William Shatner <clears throat> that Ben Folds did because my brother had it and we burnt CDs of it. And like truly to this day, still one of my favorite songs is his cover of Common People. Oh, and uh-huh. It, it's it rules so hard. It's just yeah. William Shatner being like, I took her to a supermarket. I don't know why, but I had to start it somewhere. So it started there. And then he's like, yeah. you want to you want to sleep with common people? You want to <laughs> sleep with common people like me? What a what a specific thing to do in music. <laughs> I know it's so weird. But then you also have the Ben Folds like orchestration, not orchestration, yeah, but right. like backing track. Like power and pop, it, acoustic it, pop. It goes so hard. It's like, dan, 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 with the common people. The common people He does really good. He's a really good musician and knows his counterpoints and his, you know, his music theory. He went to school for music, for percussion, in fact. Oh, wow. Um, 
and uh, like played he played bass in a polka band for a long time as a kid, and then he went to school for drums, and then his claim to fame is piano rock. So yeah. like in the Rock in the Suburbs music video, he plays all the instruments, and like there's a shot of like the whole band, and it's all him, you know. Right. And it's like, oh, you are playing all those he instruments. Is. He's not in the record in the cut of the actual record, you know. He's got other musicians playing, but. Right. Um, Man, there's a song, a Benfold's Five song called Stephen's Last Night Stephen's Last Night in Town, where um there's a big drum solo in the original record recording. And when he does solo shows, um, with it if it's just him and a piano, which he does a lot, um, he'll play that song. And then when that kind of breakdown part happens, a stagehand or like a friend comes out and puts a floor tom on the ground and he just starts, he gives him sticks and he just starts playing the drum. He like walks over to it and starts playing just this one drum. And then like they bring out another piece of the drum kit and then he starts playing both. Yeah. And then they just slowly build a drum kit around him and he plays this like long drum kit drum solo and then like jumps back on the piano and finishes the song that's it's incredible like, what is this the circus <laughs> what are all these clowns in the circus <laughs> we're recording these all in a batch guys so if some of these <laughs> jokes are from last week we're sorry yeah anyway if that's not enough to sort of explain the reasons why you should go see a ben folds concert uh, i don't know what is yeah that sounds incredible um he did a tour where uh, his set list was based on people throwing paper airplanes onto the stage all at the same time. Each paper airplane has a single song written on it, and he would just be like, he'll pick one up and be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Really cool. A, a good sense um, of humor this guy has. Yeah. And also, like, all of his songs have names in them. Oh, yeah, sure, a lot of them do. And and also, he's, like, satirical uh, in a way. Like, this this rec- yeah. this record is, like... Parts of it are very satirical. Well, yeah, the song Rock in the Suburbs is like a fake song. It's yeah. like a joke song. He's like making fun of exactly Limp Biscuit and like the other people around that time, the sort of like new metal scream rock people, but more specifically like their following. Yeah. You know, and, like, and like people who are like, yeah, Limp Biscuit. And it's like, okay, you're like, you live in the fucking suburbs. Yeah. I truly. <laughs> like unironically loved that song as a high schooler i i in my smasher pass breakdown that was a thought i had because because just to tip my cards a little before about after the break when we do smasher pass i'm not only just doing it as me now i'm doing it also as me in ninth grade yeah and the reason that like sometimes one is a pass and then it became a smash or vice versa. But there are also songs like rock of the suburbs where it's smash and smash, but for different reasons, Yes, totally different <laughs> reasons. I was listening to it today and I was like, huh, this is a comedy. This song. is a comedy <laughs> song. I liked this for different reasons back then. I was like very genuinely yelling like, Y'all don't know what it's like being male, yeah. middle class, and white. Like genuinely believing that in my heart. As well, a and teenager. I even then wasn't believing it, but I was like, "Oh, he's talking about people like me," as opposed to like, "Oh God, he's talking about people like me." Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there is like, I, there was a point today when I was re-listening to everything, and I was listening to Rock and Suburbs, and I was like, "Is this bad? Like, like, like offensive?" And then I was like. No, it's not because it's satire. Like he's yeah, he's, yeah. It's like a reaction. He's making fun of this brand of like rock and roll fan. <clears throat> yeah, and it t- totally now, works. Now I have a how Star Wars is it thing. Okay, to say. wait, no. 
a how Return of the King is it? Oh, okay. This album's got three endings. Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> You're right. This album ends with Rock in the Suburbs, and then it has the absolute downright banger of Fired. Yeah, Fired is great. And that song ends the album, and then he's like, "Oh, and here's like the the like truly like most heartfelt emotional wedding song you've ever heard in your yes. whole life." It's like now it's over. <laughs> the most beautiful song on the record. Roll credits at the very end, and it is absolutely the biggest. Like it's like yeah. you can play this at any wedding, and it'll work. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the best wedding song, the luckiest. And then the credits are rolling, and then you hear, Into the West, a new horizon. What is this? That's the Annie Lennox best original song from that movie. Or I mean, I don't know if it was the best original song that year, but uh, it's it's like a song in the credits of Return of the Oh, King. really? Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I didn't know they had an extra song. It's not... Oh, what's the all shall fade? All <laughs> shall. Fade. I I saw a TikTok recently that was like, uh, me on a first date with a guy who eats like Denethor, <laughs> steward of Gondor, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, no, I got a podcast. <laughs> juice, 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 yeah. juice. Like everything he eats, no matter what it is, is dripping yeah, with juice. It's like, yeah, it doesn't matter really if it's actually evocative. a juicy food. I wonder if like that was a character choice or of his or if the or if the or if Peter Jackson was like sloppier well yeah I mean like with how like up close all the photography is of both his mouth and just the food the like bounty feast that he eats as he sends his son on a suicide mission I'm sure every moment of that was meticulously you're so right yeah Peter Peter Jackson got anything even uh, messier (laughs) what do we got that's really messy Maybe in maybe a, a really missy. Maybe a grape tomato that he can squish. <laughs> tomato. Tomato. Grape tomato that he can squish. Um, <laughs> a squishy so grape I know tomato. We're gonna save the actual like song by song kind of breakdown for after the break. But uh, any any Star Wars things immediately come to mind. The nine eleven thing feels we like we have to mention it. So, yeah. So this album came out it was released on september 11th 2001 which is crazy tuesday was a big day for when cds came out i think at the time Mm. i think that was like standard and that tuesday is when the ben fold solo album came out. that is crazy and it has nothing to do with 9-11 not whatsoever no not at all um i'd be concerned if it did yeah that'd be a little that'd be a little disconcerting (laughs) for sure uh it's got characters characters it does have characters and bangers and bangers does it have sneaking around? Not really sneaking. There's like narrative to a lot of the songs. Uh-huh. Well, and then one night she climbed out uh, into the picture frame out in the frozen air. That's kind of sneaky. Is a line from Carrie and Kathy, which isn't so much sneaking. That song is like so sad because it's like a suicide song. Yeah, it's it's pretty brutal. Um, Frozen air, though. Hoth. Hoth. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, there it, it is so much storytelling it's not one single through line narrative no. but each like, song is its own little story if it were how one season of uh star wars the clone wars is it we could give it some major points there because it's like individual story episodes. yeah totally 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 um, but that that is a little bit of star wars though that is in star wars Sure, yeah, episode one, The Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Story. Um, there is an entire song about him singing to his own son 
with a line of "You're so much like me, I'm sorry." Yeah, that feels kind of Star Wars. That's very Star Wars. Like family ties are always uh-huh. very Star Wars. Although in that same song, he says the roast beef combo is only nine ninety five, and they do not eat food. And they Star don't Wars. eat food. Famously, don't eat food. <laughs> I was at I was at a, a little going away party for a friend the other night, and. They uh-huh. knew about my podcast. Well, her fr- oh, right. her friends knew about my podcast, and so that it came up. Which you know these people too. It was it was oh, like okay. music and impro- old mint people, music improv people, uh-huh, uh-huh. and like a, a running bit of the night became asking me how Star Wars things were, and I was like, "This mm-hmm, is sure. lovely. <laughs> this is fun for me. Fun for me. I mean, it kind of was." It was annoying, but also it was like socially good because it gave me something to do. Sure, you know what I mean? Right. Like I was like, I don't. It became your thing, so you didn't have to go like anybody else. Sad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I can make this my thing that I'm talking about, and then I uh-huh. don't have to like invent anything else to talk about. Yeah. Right. So that was nice. But um, why did I bring this up? Oh, because one of the many things we talked about was I introduced them to the idea that no one eats food in Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, and they were right. like, "You're right." And the, and aside from like the couple, like Ray and her bread, and like the little granola bar that Luke and Yoda like fight over, <laughs> right? Like, but aside from those couple things, it's like there's no food. And they were like, "Huh, you're right." And then we had to be like, "And there's very few drinks. It's blue milk, and that's kind of it." Yeah, so right. it was it was it was uh, informative for everybody involved. Um, so I just got a message. I This is breaking news from my sister. It's her birthday tomorrow. Mm. And uh, her boyfriend, Spencer, got her the Ben Folds Live at MySpace concert DVD. So he, he also really pioneered internet engagement with fans. Um, not pioneered, but like embraced it. You know, yeah. he embraced kind of like Napster shit, you know. Totally. And uh, he did a concert that he streamed live via MySpace and like took suggestion song suggestions from like direct messages and stuff, cool. which is like, wow, that sounds like something that would happen now. Today. Yeah, today. Yeah. Um, but my sister just texted me this, and so I'm going to say, um, you won't believe this. But we're recording an episode but right we now. We are recording an ep of the pod about Rockin' Is this good podcasting? Yes. A live text? Absolutely. You are on the podcast. <laughs> You're on the podcast, Allie. That that concert is really funny because again, it, it was done in like a big uh, uh, studio, so like the sound mixing and everything is good. And he had people just sort of like sitting on the floor and in chairs around him, and then he had all these other little novelties. He had a Guitorchestra, mm. which was everybody who he was able to round up from, you know, fans of his who played acoustic guitar. He had them all sit in one area and just play like the chords on acoustic guitar for certain songs just to like add like really deep texture, but ultimately just sort of like crap, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he had a ringtone orchestra. Again, this is like cutting edge at the time. Cell phones started having polyphonic ringtones. Right. And so at certain points during his songs, he played, um, again, speaking of Death Cab, he played Postal Service's Such Great Heights. Oh, cool. And because that was like an electronica song, kind of, he had everyone in that part of the room turn on their cell phone ringtones to like be like beepy boopy <laughs> texture the entire time. And then at one point he was like, you know what, guys, fuck it. 
I'm doing it. I'm ending this. And he like walks up this like tall flight of stairs. He's like, I'm going to jump. And then it cuts away. And then when it cuts back, it's clearly like a mannequin dressed up as Ben Folds and it like falls down. What the hell? (laughs) Like it was just like full of weird stunts and stuff. That's goofy. uh, He's got a sense of humor on him. Fun and funny. Man. Yeah. He's done a lot of that kind of thing. Like um, he did a lot of chat roulette. Oh, Uh, dangerous. He was on, he was on the internet edge of things. Because his demographic is like high school and college boys. (laughs) Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Who are now 30-somethings. Right, yeah. Or like 50-somethings. Yeah, it's true. He's been around for... People were fans of his in the 90s. He's been around for a long time. Yeah. He's been making music for a long time. Well, should we go to the break and come back and smash or pass? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Wee! Webster's Dictionary defines podcast as a domesticated, odd-toed, hoofed mammal with a great affinity for oats. That's a horse. Right. But we are a podcast, and we're called Roommate Lovers. We do advice questions, things like, why is my roommate using my toothbrush? How do I flirt without being creepy? And why did you use my toothbrush? I told you I couldn't find mine. Gross. We live together, and we are together, which is why the show is called Roommate Lovers. Get it? Find new episodes of Roommate Lovers on Mondays, wherever you podcast now that's a podcast of a different color you mean horse yarp and we're zach spelled without an h, without an h. <laughs> and sarah uh, hi everybody welcome zach to the show welcome um, zach hi zach we were just talking about his his embracing of internet stuff that that feels kind of george lucas-y yeah embracing of like new new technology yeah whether or not it was good yeah or uh, it, it, he was there yes. <laughs> as a pioneer. As a pioneer in the um, field. I, I think we're making a case that maybe Ben Folds yeah, as a pretty stark. songwriter and musician is like kind of Star Wars. Yeah, um, I agree. We're doing a okay, pretty good... Okay, our game this week is just going song by song and saying if it's a smash or pass. And like I said, my answer will be two answers each time. Ninth grade Mike and 31-year-old Mike. Yes. And mine will just be... 30 year old Josiah currently <laughs> and also I hate to break it to you guys but it's gonna be a lot of smashes <laughs> um, also I just got another follow up uh, from my sister who now knows she's on the podcast she says she wants to plug her improv shows at Logan Square Improv <laughs> on Friday nights at 8.30 this month. Now, you're probably hearing this at, like, the end of this month. So if you live in uh, Chicago and want to see my sister do improv, go to Logan Square Improv LSI at 8.30 on Fridays. Yeah, go check it out and in the past because I think this is coming out at the end of August. <laughs> uh, but anyway, okay, this, the record starts off with Annie Waits. Just, just... Hit. absolutely a smash yeah and like you said there's like a loneliness and sadness at the center of the song yeah there really is i'm gonna like look up all the lyrics of this of these songs because they're good he loves like storytelling songs he does yeah and and have names of, of characters in songs yeah right so anyways, anyways, and yeah, like she's waiting for a call. She's growing old. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, there's a sadness to it, but it, the music is so like John, John, ding, ding, don't John, don, don, John. Yeah, it's like yeah, right. so poppy and so pumped up. Yeah. Um, so that's a smash. Wait, so okay, give it to me. What? Oh yeah, it's a smash, 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 smash. Okay. Yeah. 
Good, good, good. Um, great album starter. Great album starter. It's it's essentially, honestly, honestly, it's. In fact, when he does it with an orchestra, he has like a big trumpet part or a big, you know, horn part for that. Like it's just like a fanfare. Yeah, it really is. Star Wars points. Star Wars points for sure. Okay, Zach and Sarah. Followed up by Zach and Sarah. Also a smash. Big smash. Big smash. Big smash for sure. Uh, smash, smash for me. Yeah. A smash, smash. Um, Good to know. Followed by still fighting it. Also a smash. Yeah. One smash, smash. I love this song. I love it live. I like to play it. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's beautiful and great. It is good. And it's about a guy who climbed up a tree at a party on acid. And then when he came back down, he was a born again Christian. <laughs> <laughs> so it's again, it's a story song. Yeah. Um. The other thing I wrote down about this song is one of my favorite jokes in the entire year last year on Twitter was a tweet by Scott Ackerman. He tagged Ben Folds, and they know each other. He was on the TV show. He tagged Ben Folds on September 11th, 2021, instead of 2001. And he said, uh, hey, at Ben Folds, something like this, I'm paraphrasing, but it was like, hey, at Ben Folds, I hope you uh, were able to sit down with your son and have a few beers. <laughs> because in that song, he says, 20 years from now, maybe we'll both sit down and have a few beers. And of course, it was on 9-11 yeah. that he said that. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Very and good. And I, you know when you when you get a really specific joke and you feel funny for, like, understanding for it? it? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm in on this and I'm smart and funny. Yeah, that's how I felt when I read that. And good job, Scott Ackerman. Thank you to Scott. I'm sure you're listening to this, so I'm, I'm sure you're grateful for the shout out and the publicity. Yeah, you're welcome, Scott. That, that one's, the first one's for free. Yeah, so that's a smash, smash. The next one, Gone. Smash. 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 You know, the other thing that um, a friend of mine, when, you know, in my really thick Ben Folds days, pointed out, like, he's rock and roll and he's, like, loud and, and poppy, but a lot of his songs are slower than you would actually really think they realize, are. Yeah, totally. You know, like, BPM-wise. Yeah. I can see that. Um, but boy, yeah, this one rules. It has moments of like an additional, like a, a female vocalist in it, which like are like kind of eerie and great. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, again, another kind of like lonely or like sad song with some pop uh, veneer. Yeah, totally. Very good. Number five. Fred, Fred Jones, Jones part, part two. two. And not. I remember at the time thinking like, how interesting part two like maybe there was a before story thinking that it was just like an allusion to a before story but there is a before story and it is a ben folds five song oh interesting interesting, interesting. but were you gonna say it's not fred jones from Scooby-Doo not on fred zombie jones island? from Scooby-Doo on zombie island as we guys just... this month on the patreon is like really choice it really is you gotta check out the commentary it's really good yeah we we revisited scooby-doo on zombie island and did a commentary honestly one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's a really good movie. <laughs> um, this one is a smash smash for me. I used to play this sometimes on the piano too. It was, uh, I, I wouldn't be able to pick it up right now immediately. But um, mm-hmm. the additional vocalist on this song, 
uh, and also featured in the live album is, uh, and I'll, I'll say it how he says it at the end of the song in the live album, John McRae of Cake, y'all. Of Cake? John McRae, the singer from Cake, or the, I suppose, speaker from Cake. Yeah. <laughs> I want a girl with a short skirt. Yeah. Uh, that's it. He's the sort of low harmony at the in the bridge in the third chorus. Nice. Very cool. Um, and so let me give you some backstory here. Because the part one is a super deep cut Ben Folds 5 song called Cigarette. Mm. It is based on a newspaper story he read of a man wanting to divorce his wife after she developed a brain tumor because it turned her into a different person and he didn't know who he was living with anymore. Oh, like, interesting. Just the fucking saddest thing you've ever heard. Yeah. And in that story, as the story goes, there was this like really long run-on sentence and that is the entirety of Cigarette. It's a really short song and the lyrics are like, Fred Jones is worn out from caring for his often uh, screaming and crying wife during the day, but he couldn't sleep at night for fear that she, in a stupor from the drugs that didn't ease the pain, would set the house ablaze with a cigarette. Mm. Like, one long sentence, and he made it into a song. Um, so, this Fred Jones had quite a life. Yeah. A really, really sad story involving his wife, and then... In this song, he gets, like, fired from working at a newspaper for, like, basically being too old and irrelevant. Yeah. A sa like, another sad so one. So sad. Yeah. And beautiful. <laughs> yeah, very beautiful song. All of these songs uh, are very good, is the thing. Yeah, right. You know, this is something I've said before, which I don't know if it would actually be good, but especially for this album, is, like, why has Ben Folds not written a musical yet? I, dude, I think about that all the time. Like especially for this album, because you could just, like, you've already got Annie, Zach, Sarah, Fred, mm -hmm. Stan, Lisa, yeah. Kathy. Like, you've got character names already. Like, yeah, you totally. just, just put a little story around it, and you've and got And I album. would rather almost even that he write a new original musical in the way that Sarah Bareilles wrote Waitress, you know? Totally. I mean, not that the story was original, but... Um... <clears throat> Yeah, I think he could do the whole thing. He could. He could do the. He, he could do the whole thing. He could write. He could incorporate old songs. He could write in something entirely new. Either way, it would be really good. Like it's crazy, totally. crazy that he hasn't written a musical yet. It's like it's it, It's only a matter of time, right? Like it's got to be just a matter uh, yeah, of time. Yeah, completely. Because he's such a good composer, it would be crazy <laughs> if he didn't. Um. So this middle part is where we get into my answers, not just being smash, 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 smash. Now, I will say, every song on this album is a smash. Yeah. But because it would be boring if we just said smash each time, um, this next one, The Ascent of Stan, here is my answer. Again, it's ninth grade Mike, current Mike. Pass smash. Yeah. I, I didn't hate it as a kid, but I, I, it, was a, it was one that I would skip sometimes, and it has those like, wow, 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 like, like sort of like goopy sounds in it yeah, yeah, which yeah. is kind of star wars kind of gungan <laughs> gungany but now i love it i started to write pass when i was listening to it and then by the end of it i was like no it's a smash yeah it was like a pass smash for me at first but then like by the end of it yeah by the end of it i was like no actually i changed my mind i really liked this song yeah but it was one An of the aging ones aging hippie who finds out he's the establishment <laughs> yeah it's really cool like great great idea and also like it was one that i didn't really know like, uh -huh. um, Fred Jones part two, I didn't really know. Ascent of Stan, I didn't really know. Um, and so it was kind of listening to it for, not for the first time, cause I'm sure I'd heard it before, 
sure. but listening to it with fresh ears. And so that's why at first I was like, maybe a pass. But then I was like, no, yeah. it's got to be a smash. Another thing that he's really good at across the board in this album, but like it, this song is just what made me think of it is like vocal arrangements. Like he does a very Brian Wilson-y kind of thing a lot yeah. where like there's a lot of oohs and ahs with like really interesting harmonies. Totally. That it isn't just like, you know, the punk rock scene of the nineties and two thousands where the harmony was just like the third mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mike Durnt on bass. Yes. <laughs> then next um, we got losing Lisa. Now here's where I said smash pass. Oh, interesting. now I don't truly believe today in current day that it's worth skipping. I like the song, but it was one that I loved as like a high schooler. And now I'm just like, this is this is the one in the middle here that like is starting to feel like an, another one we've already heard. Yeah. Interestingly enough, this was another one that I started to write pass on. And then by the end of it, I was like, just kidding. It's a smash. Oh, totally. <laughs> it is a smash for sure. I wrote, just so everyone knows, I did the boring thing and basically wrote smash on all of these. <laughs> except for except for this next one, Carrying Kathy was the only one I wrote a pass for. I wrote pass smash because as a high schooler, I was like, eh, it's like kind of repetitive and yeah. sappy. And today I like listen to it and I like, it's like watching a whole movie Yeah, and it's a really sad movie and I love sad songs. <laughs> now I did write pass with a question mark because I was like, uh-huh. I'm writing smash for everything. Should I just write smash for everything? And I was like, yeah, this one does feel like a pass, but it also isn't because everything on this album is a smash. Yeah, but This no, is like right. the closest it's... one to a pass I could find. Um, now I had three in a row there where my answers between past and present were not the same. And the next song is Not the Same. Not the Same. Total smash. Smash, smash for me. Smash, smash. Absolutely a smash, smash. Like I said, it's a really, really good live one where there's harmonies that the audience sings. That's so cool. This is the one about the guy climbing up the tree. Did I say a different one was? Oh, I think it's so, maybe. this one. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Rewind uh, and put this in... Or, or say, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> I won't. I'm, you're going to have to correct yourself in real time okay. like you just did. But yeah, this is the one where he, you know, he climbed back down from the tree and he was not the same after that. Interesting. Interesting song. Um, and then we got Rockin' the Suburbs, baby. Old titular. The old titular. Now, this song I could talk about for days. Mm-hmm. Days and days. I loved this song so much as it, like we said earlier. We could do an episode just on the fact that the song ends and then there's like a, like 32 bars of a bass solo. You better look out because I'm going to say fuck. You better look out because I'm going to say fuck. You better look out because I'm going to say fuck. You better look out because I'm going to say fuck. Yeah, it's great. I love, I loved, this song was so subversive as like a good boy teenager when I, right, when I first heard Right, which is funny it. because a, a notch less good as that good boy teenager and you would have gravitated to the songs he's making fun of. Yeah, totally. You know, like if you were, if you had a little bit more attitude and angst, but you were still a white boy living in the suburbs yeah. with no like. Actual problems. Uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you would gravitate more toward like Limp Biscuit, but in this case, uh, it so like yes, like the vibe of the music and the like. You better watch out because I'm gonna say fuck. Even at like 14, I was like, 
that's an adult saying that. So like he's being funny. I can't wrap my head around exactly what that why yeah. it's funny, but like yet then though also I was like, yeah, you better watch out cuz I'm going to say the f word. <laughs> I know that was I know it's the same. It's like the like um it gets me real pissed off and it makes me want to say it gets me real pissed off and it makes me want to say it gets me real pissed off and it makes me want to say like that was such a cathartic release like we would listen to the song my friends and i would listen to the song driving around town and like we would like at that point whoever was driving would like slam on the brakes and we would all go (laughs) like as loud as we could every time and then we would do the same thing at the end where we'd be like, That is sounding like Homestar Runner. Yeah. It's very much like, It's the, what's the one? The system is down. The system is down. But I just meant more of how Homestar, like your vocal Cadence sounded like him when he sings low notes. The like It is very home start what I was doing. So for my my Return of the King analogy, this is the ring going into the volcano and Sauron being defeated. Yeah, this is the first ending of the album. Yeah. But then speaking of the eye of Sauron being made of lava and heat and Fired. Uh-huh. Uh, the next song is Fired. I, uh... Everybody Recently, fired. like maybe nine or ten years ago, nine years ago, eight years ago, when I worked at the grade school here in the Chicago suburbs, um, I remember... It wasn't because of that, but I just remember that was when this was. I made a bunch of, like, ringtones on my phone. Ah, <laughs> cool. Which was kind of already on its way out at that point, like, having sounds. Right, right, right. <laughs> But um, I took a clip from the song, the big piano solo, that it comes right after he goes like, shut the fuck up. Yes, yes. And it's like, yes. Um, and I had that as my like timer ending oh. sound <laughs> on on that phone. And I remember using it in uh, the school for like if if I took one of my kids I was looking after like on a little break I'd be like okay we're gonna go to the gym and we're gonna like just run and jump and we'll set a timer for three minutes or whatever and then at the end of it it was like (laughs) (laughs) and it's just like such a good piano solo it's so good this song rules it's a total smash. smash smash for me yeah Total smash. Motherfucker! Motherfucker! <laughs> so this is the coronation of Aragorn at Minas Tirith. Yeah, 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 yeah. The second ending. <laughs> My friends, you kneel to no one. No one. <laughs> Just like the softest little trumpet. Yeah. Um, and then the... and I suppose in this analogy, I guess it's also a bit of the next scene, which is like Sam getting married yeah. and the hobbits all feeling sad that like their adventure is over. Yeah. And then finally, Frodo goes off to the west with Bilbo and Gandalf and the elves in the luckiest. In the luckiest. That's what the song is about. It's not about anything uh-huh. else. It's about Bilbo and Frodo leaving. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also a smash for sure. Yeah. It's a really beautiful song again he has like 
a storytelling capability. It's it is kind of a by the numbers like ballad love song in terms of its like overall structure. But like the lyrics and the stories he sort of uses to say a man loves a woman mm-hmm. are like weird and heartbreaking almost. Yeah, totally. Like, like what if we were born 50 years apart? Like, would we know that that this, we that you were the right person? That we missed out on this thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which later on, years, years, years later, he did an album with Nick Hornby, the guy who wrote... Um, about a boy. Oh and, yeah. Um, he he wrote it. He's a British author. Um, and uh, Fever Pitch, I think, was one he wrote. Um, and Nick Hornby wrote the words. He wrote a bunch of like poems and and you know lyrics to songs, and then Ben Folds put them all to music. It's it's kind of hit or miss, mm-hmm. um, quality wise, because like it's it's that old thing of if you design a horse by committee, you get a camel. Right. Um. But the ones that really work really work, and there's one called "From Above," and the the chorus is essentially like, um, it, from a, a bird's eye view, from above, um, it's so easy to see who is meant to be soulmates, mm. and it's so frustrating when you see them come so close to meeting, but they don't actually meet. They just get different boyfriends and girlfriends, and they have fine lives, but it's like, ah, you were supposed to be with her. Yeah, totally. And it's kind of a similar thing where it's like, oh, this is not just like. I love you so very much. You're my love of my life. Right. Like, there's more to it than that. Really sad. Yeah, it's like it's like finding metaphors to make you understand why it's so important that you right. ended up together. And he he never does like song cliches really, or if he ever uses a a thing that you've heard in many other songs, he's making a comment a lot of times, even if it's just like, isn't this dumb? But like, yeah, I remember reading something somewhere when he was interviewed of like, I never say things like ever in a song. Like I'll say ever. Yeah. You can like hear a bit of like Southerniness in when he sings and he never does like the sort of singer thing. Yeah, totally. Like he's a musician and he sings and he has a nice voice, but like he's not like concerned with like pop stardom. No, he's more concerned with like the music and the musicality of everything and how it fits together. Right. Where is he from originally? He's from North Carolina. Interesting. Like Winston-Salem, I think. Nice. Um, and that's a smash. They're all basically for me. Everything was a smash except for Carrie and Kathy. Smashes. But even that is a smash because all this this whole album is a smash. Yeah. Like I didn't realize. Yeah, how it's mu- really good. I didn't realize how much of a smash this whole album was until I listened to it today. And I was like, because I ex- fully expected to be like, pass, pass. Because like, I, I did pass in a couple of transatlanticism songs. Sure. And I expected to do the same thing, but every single one. Yeah, because transatlanticism has songs that like aren't songs; they're more just like connections between yeah. two other songs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, all right, and now can you just like hold down on like the D below middle C for like three minutes, and then I'll read a poem. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And yes. so, like, like which is great for an album, but like if you're just totally. listening to a to it on the bus, it's like oh, I could pass this. I don't need to listen to yeah, this right now. Right. But like this one, truly, each one, I was like, this is a bop. Every single thing is a bop. Yeah, yeah. Um, a pop. It's a pop. Bop. Now, I have a contra Star Wars point and against it being Star Wars. Okay. Well, I have a couple. One, no lightsabers, no Obi-Wan Kenobi, no Yoda, no Death Star. Right, 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 right. But another one is Annie Waits, Zack and Sarah, uh, da, 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 losing Lisa, Carrie, and Kathy. There are four women in this. That's true. Like 45-minute long album or however long it is. 
But wait. That's a lot more women than appear in Star Wars per capita, per per second of recording. Yeah. But also counterpoint to that is Annie talking about Anakin. <laughs> and so Annie, That's a really good point. Annie waits, Annie waits to get off this rock. Yeah. Someday. The last time. The first time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Could be could be Anakin. Who knows? Interesting. So that's some Star Wars points because it could could be Anakin. Yeah. Um, like Qui-Gon uh, is like uh, you know, he wants to make sure he's safe from Darth Maul, so he says, Annie waits in the ship. Annie waits in the yeah. ship. <laughs> Annie waits. And then Anakin, once the ship takes off, is like, R2, Qui-Gon told me to waits in this ship, and that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> to waits. Annie waits. And then it blasts off, and you hear, gung, 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 Wow! What? Yippee! Um... Yeah, any more Star Wars points before we give it a rating? Um, let's see, 2001, so it was between prequel movies. Yeah, between the prequels. In the prequel era, as it were. In the prequel era. Um, the internet-y technology stuff kind of feels like it doesn't not deserve points. Right, and there's um, the characters, the narrative. Um, oh, oh, two things here. One He's by himself, so it's kind of an auteur. And again, in the prequel mm. era, that's when George Lucas went auteur. It's when he went solo. Solo. A Star Wars story. There we go. This is, hey, we're getting a lot of points racking up here. It's Ben Fold's first solo A Star Wars story outing. Outing by himself, flying individual. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> as we decided that Han Solo's call sign would be. Um... <laughs> stupidest podcast that's ever been made <laughs> and we're about to hit our 200th episode yeah we are which means ooh, we're about ooh, to hit our fourth year <laughs> yeah we've been going a long time yeah that was like the talk about high school and ben folds we're about to be seniors yeah we are oh it's true we've been doing this podcast for as long as we were in high school yeah which is insane that was like the so talking to the friends at that party it was like so are you guys still doing the podcast and i was like yes yeah. We've been doing it for 170 <laughs> episodes. Yeah, yeah. Okay? It's a Hey man, if you liked moving on YouTube, you got to check out our our actual podcast feed. Yeah, there's a lot. You have 100 We're in the 170s now, dog. We got 170 <laughs> episodes you can listen to. Let's see. Let's I'm sweating my balls off, which is a nasty yeah, thing to, to say. So we got to finish up. So let's let's give it a unit of measure. Um I'm going to give it I mean, I just want to say piano chunks, you know? Like chung 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 chung. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'm not going to give it that. I'm going to give it claps. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to do endings. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I think we gave it enough of a, like, we, gave, we came up with enough reasons, and it's music and it's bops. Yeah. But I think I'm going to give it above a two. And it's, yeah, I, I think it feels like it deserves above a two, which... All in all, becomes our default, despite the fact that things like, you know, sandcastles are not Star Wars. No, they're not. They're not. <laughs> they shouldn't even get a two. We haven't done sandcastles, but... Um, but we could, and we, we will uh, one day. And we will. But I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, I think I have two. Let's give it a three. That feels good. It feels good to give something higher than a two. So insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you a want three. us on the internet? Because if you do, you can find us at How Star Wars Is It on Twitter and Instagram. Email us at a good podcast at gmail.com. 
Uh, let's see. Do we have any emails recently? Oh, hey, we could get we could get thirty days of match for free. No credit card required. No well, strings. Well, Sandra, we'll have so many unread messages. I know we got we Sandra's that. messages. Poor Sandra. <laughs> That's a good one recently. Anyway. Um, and if you want more of us on the internet, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash howstarwarsisit, where, like I mentioned earlier this week, tune in on Wednesday if you're a patron, because Josiah and Mike do a herald. Yes, we do. <laughs> and uh, we also, I think probably this month is when uh, we released our film commentary of the timeless classic Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Yes. Um, and if you want even more of us on the internet, you can follow our links at Twitter and Instagram to our merch site where you can get the logo of our show on a t-shirt or you can get the Every Drink is Water! Every Drink is Water! Uh, shirt, mug, sticker, whatever. Which is really good. So check those out. It's a good time. And Sandwiches of Star Wars, it's about time for Tubby Bye Bye. So... <laughs> really say we love you and may the force be with you never ending soda oh. <laughs>